Hey, welcome to the Lyric House Church podcast. Our mission is to host a house for him. Join us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. for our live service. Make sure to check out our Facebook page for details about upcoming events and information on our small groups that meet throughout the week. Thank you for being part of our broader community, and we hope you enjoy this podcast. Anyone in here? <laughs> uh, I say it time and time and again, there's no better high than the most high. Amen. <sighs> so the Lord laid this on my heart this morning. That's what we need. We needed a harmonica out there. <laughs> Start a blues worship set. <laughs> we, 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 we. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. You say goodbye. I say hello. Yeah. <laughs> we, we as the body, we as the body of Christ, as the sons of the Almighty, are not defined by abuse, and we are not defined by abundance. It might be a different day. It might be a different place. Is this mic working all right? Okay. It just keeps sounding like it's cutting out or something. Maybe I should switch. Okay. It might be a different day. It might be a different place, a different time. But the secret remains the same. Whether I'm feasting or whether I'm at a feast, whether I'm fasting, whether there's a fountain of abundance or a famine of none, the secret remains the same. It's amazing what Roberta and Tiffany were saying this morning. I mean, we don't talk about what God's saying, you know, but everything that they were saying lines up with everything that I have to talk about today, because that's how the Lord orchestrates. He flows through us. The Holy Spirit is in each and every one of us, and he knows what he's going to bring to the church today. Abundance is not a sign of God's goodness. I know sometimes we like to think that because it's good to have an abundance. But neither is lack a sign of his absence. In every situation, I am strong in the one who empowers me from within to be who I am. No matter the situation. These are Paul's words. He was content in all things. 
You know, when the Lord spoke to us when we first started doing the Lyric House, he said that this place was going to be a house of healing. A house of healing. Healing of the mind, healing of the heart, physical healings. I mean, yeah, do we see physical healing? Sure we have. But I think one of the most important healings that needs to take place is right up in here. And I know I talk about this a lot because it's so important. It's such foundational importance here. Healing happens when chains are broken. If you notice, I have a chain up here. chains are no more chains are actually the laughing matter there's so many times we put those chains and wrap them around us we serve a God who gives good gifts and good keys and ways to carry his authority into this earthly realm and to walk it out into our future reality Satan gives bad gifts, gifts of chains, chains that bind us, that bind us in the mind. So I wrote down five direct chains that Satan likes to use, and they all happen to start with a D. It's pretty interesting. Doubt. That's a major one. Anything outside of faith is sin. Doubt is sin. Doubt makes you question God's word and his goodness. Discouragement. It makes you look at your problems rather than at God. Diversion. Makes the wrong things seem attractive so that you will want them more than the right things. Defeat makes you feel like a failure so that you don't even try, so that you give up. And delay it makes you put off doing something so that it never gets done, so that you don't take that step of faith. What'd you say? They're all deception. Another D word. Yeah. It's interesting. They all start with D. Yep. But these chains can be replaced with the gift of keys that come from our Lord. There's freedom for all those. They're called the keys to the kingdom. There's no coincidence that this is called key coffee because of the keys to the kingdom. That's something else the Lord spoke to us in the beginning of this. That's why it's named key coffee. 
There's many different keys. And from here on out, I'm going to begin to teach on all these keys. But today, we're going to hit on a couple major keys. And my hope is, is that we begin to, to become a body that walks out utilizing these keys, me and myself included. And we put them into practice to where it unifies us in such a way that I personally have never experienced before in a church. And I've been in church my entire life. But uh, we're going to put these keys into practice. And we're going to begin to watch the kingdom manifest through us as it is in heaven, right here on earth in Holden. So I'm going to, if you have your Bibles, turn to James 1, 5 through 8. There's only one who gives the keys, and his name is Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. James 1, 5 through 8. Are you serious? Wow. It's the Holy Spirit. Who would like to read it? Lisa, you already have it. Can I read it in the Passion? You can read it however you want. Okay, I'm in the Passion. Five through eight. And if anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom and he will give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. Just make sure you ask empowered by confident faith without doubting that you will receive. For the ambivalent person believes one minute and doubts the next. Being undecided makes you become like the rough seas, driven and tossed by the wind. You're up one minute and tossed down the next. When you're half-hearted and wavering, it leaves you unstable. Can you really expect to receive anything from the Lord that you're in when you're in that condition? Okay. The only thing you could possibly lack is wisdom. One might sometimes feel challenged beyond the point of sanity. However, make your request in such a way that you draw directly from the source. Who's the source? God, Holy Spirit, Jesus. Not filtered through other opinions, other opinions of men. All right, we're coming from the source, not from what Dakota's told me, not from what I hear or talk to my sister, my brother, my aunt, my uncle, whoever it might be. The source, the one, the one who has created you to be in oneness with him, the light. God is the origin and author of wisdom. He intertwines your thoughts with good judgment. His gifts are available to all without regret. The word, oh, I was saying it perfect earlier. Hoplos, <laughs> hoplos, something like that. It's the word, it's the Greek word for liberally. Okay. H-A-P-L-O-S. Okay. But, so, H-A-P-L-O-S. (laughs) 
<laughs> haplos. Haplos? There's the Greek word for liberally. So in verse 5 there, it, in the King James, it uses, uses the word haplos. Yeah, good job. Um, but it uses the word liberally there. And the meaning of the word liberally means to braid or intertwine. To braid or intertwine. His good gifts are braided and intertwined with us. It's a matter of us using our authority and choosing to use these gifts that are already intertwined with us through his spirit, which is intertwined with us. That, all right, so how about this? Does somebody pull it up on uh, King James Version? That's fine. Yeah, it should say it there. Verse 5. Many of you lack wisdom. Let him ask God. Give it to all men liberally. There it is right there. The word liberally. The word liberally means he gives it to all men. He intertwines it to all men. It's all been intertwined. It's all, we've all been braided together. It's, nothing that, it's, so, it's not something that we're going to receive. It's something that's already been done. You see in Luke uh, 11.34, you don't have to go there, but you can if you want to. The eye is the lamp of the body. If the eye is single, it, it's, then we are intertwined with light. Okay? The whole body is full of light. We're intertwining our eyes with Papa's eyes, with God's eyes, Father God's eyes. What enlightens our entire being because we're intertwined with him. Which is exactly what the word kawa in Hebrew means in Isaiah 40, 31. They that entwine with the Lord's thoughts mount up with wings like eagles. You know that scripture. You want to mount up on wings like eagles? You intertwine with the Lord's thoughts. Hold on, let me get you a mic. Yeah, you do, because it's all behind. It's not a big deal. It was literally just a sentence. I was just saying that when the Lord was speaking to me about... Um, to expect he um, show me that word bind or intertwine ourselves to him but what we're doing is we're expecting to gather there's that expect to gather with him that's all I was going to say that's good so God has wired us by design to intertwine with him has anybody ever told you that before not me by design, he wired us to intertwine. So wisdom that comes from above remains unaffected by the contradictions of the senses. It's pure. Your request give voice to faith. Faith is the stabilizing factor. Otherwise, you become driven by emotions, inconsistent judgments. We've been driven by emotions that get out of control like rough seas tossed back and forth, just like the, those verses were saying. 
with a haphazard request makes it impossible to interpret God's wisdom accurately. Faith is the grace that reveals one's capacity to receive from God. He's given us all good gifts to use to manifest his glory here on earth as it is in heaven. But it's up to us to put them into practice. So many times I know from my own past that I was putting Satan's gifts into practice through thought. Not thinking I was good enough or vice versa, you know. Whatever the case may be, we all have our own battles and our own struggles that we deal with mentally. But he's given us a way to conquer those, a way to be victorious over all those things. And that's what I'm gonna get into. We're bringing forth keys of freedom that come from our new identity in Christ. The mind of Christ. The way we think affects the way we feel. The way we feel affects what we do. And what we do affects the way we think. It's a full cycle. It's a continuous cycle unless we break the chain. It's a trinity almost. It's a triangle. But it's a continuous motion. So when, when I think that I'm not good enough, I feel like I'm not good enough. And then I act like I'm not good enough. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Not only that, then we start to convince others they're in agreement of the cycle that we've spoke and said, but it actually wasn't even true. Yep, exactly. And then it just repeats itself. Because when we, come on guys, I've said this all the time. When we complain, we remain. When we proclaim, we gain. That's right. We are a church that proclaims the good news of the gospel over our lives. We are. And we're really good at doing that. And we're, we're getting better and better and better. And it's exciting watching what God's doing. I'm sorry? That's right. <laughs> but what is the chain? That's why I've got this up here. What is this? Right? It starts with one link, and it goes to another, and to another. It's the same piece of metal repeated over and over and over and over again. Same shape. It's just like our thoughts. So if we repeat the same mindset over and over and over again and again, you're living in a chain. Insanity. Definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a new result. Yeah. The problem is the enemy doesn't want us to find our true identity. Because he wants to keep you in your relationships and others bound in chains. Because then you're handing over your authority to him and letting him use your authority against yourself. 
Addictions are not cycles, they are chains. Promiscuity is not your cycle, it's a chain. Negative reactions, behaviors are not cycles, they are chains. Fear of man, coveting what others have. All these things that ought not be are chains. But God has created a solution. Because he's a solution creating God. (laughs) He has a solution for every problem. No matter what the problem might be, there's always a solution. That's why he says over 365 different times, do not worry, do not fear. One for every day of the year. See, the problem is we're not realizing the fact that freedom is found in our identity that is in him and him alone. When you know who you are, you are free to live the way God has called you to live, which is free. It doesn't mean there still isn't a battle to fight, but it's all about how you fight the battle. Fighting from a place of darkness or are you fighting for, from a place of light? Weren't you talking about darkness this morning? Or Roberta was? One of you were. But it was, I was listening to both of you guys talk, and I was like, this is like lining up with our message. my message. It's so amazing how God acts and reacts. It's so cool. But are you fighting from a place of darkness or a place of light? We're called to be the light of the world. You can't wrap chains around light. Don't happen. It can't. That's why that thing hit the floor. There's light everywhere. When we come with a new perspective, we're renewing our minds. We must master how to talk to ourselves or prophesy over ourselves. We must master what our emotions need to hear. Everything created solves a problem. Everything God makes solves a problem. Your eyes see, your ears hear, your hands reach, your feet walk, your mouth speaks, your brain thinks. Solutions, it's all about the solutions. Preachers solve spiritual problems. Lawyers solve legal problems. Dentists solve teeth problems. Etc. 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 Baristas solve barista problems, coffee problems. <laughs> but our assignment is geographical. Because where you are determines who celebrates you or values you. <laughs> It's the truth. Our assignment is always to solve a problem for a person or a group of people. Everywhere you are, you're on assignment. Everywhere your foot treads, you're on assignment. Because when you solve a problem, yeah, at the Walmart, at the anything, yeah.
Our assignment is the secret to walking in the favor on earth. Because everywhere, <laughs> because when you solve a problem, you're sowing honor. Does that make sense to you? You're sowing honor into that person, into that situation or that people group. And where there is honor, there is favor. The favor of the Lord. Therefore, creating a culture of honor. And that's what we're doing here in this place. Creating a culture of honor. The kingdom is honor. Your assignment is always in the environment of favor. And that creates the culture of honor. You know, the Bible says that you can prove God's plan. The only thing that limits God is you. Your own stinking thinking. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. He actually says you can limit him. He does. I know, like, there's a thought process that he's a just, sovereign God and he's going to do what he wants to do. I mean, surely we've all heard that, been around that. It's not the case. Psalm 78:41 states that very clearly. Um, it says, again and again, they limited God, preventing him from blessing them continually. They turned back from him and provoked the Holy One of Israel. They forgot his great love, how he took them by his hand. And with redemption's kiss, he delivered them from their enemies. They disregarded all the epic signs and marvels they saw when they escaped from Egypt's bondage. They forgot the judgment of the plagues that set them free. The word limit there in Hebrew means, you tied my hands and cramped my style. It frustrates him because it shouldn't be like that. He didn't create it to be like that. He created a culture of trust, favor, honor. Our unbelief is frustrating to God because it shouldn't be there, right? But we're in a fallen world, so now we're in this battle of discerning our unbelief from our belief. far apart are you from what's truly yours? Yeah, do you even know what's yours? What he has for you? What's in store for you? These free gifts that he has. What's it really mean to be intertwined with him in oneness? Yeah, let's get you a mic, Mark. 
be talking about intertwined and what came to me is what Jesus was telling them. I'm in you, you're in me, and we're in the Father. That's right. I mean, you just, it's full just circle. Yeah. We're intertwined, we're one. We often live so below what heaven has for us. God is bringing us out of laboring and reshaping our minds to our original identity. He has brought us out of the captivity and into the land of favor, the land of milk and honey. Oneness is not an elusive mystic goal to strive towards for the rest of our lives. It's here, it's now. It's here for the taking. It's here, actually I don't even want to use the word taking. It's here to rest in and abide in. Abide in him and him and me. Mm. We've wasted so much time trying to get there when it's been here all along. <laughs> but the key I want to release today is prophesying to your day. Okay? We're all called to prophesy. Word says that. Prophesying to your day. Naming your day and what it's supposed to be when you first wake up in the morning. Your mouth is your warrior. Yeah, Dave. Your mouth can fight for you. That's what happens. If we understand how to use it, because it can destroy you too. There's another D word. Yeah. But, so I'm intrigued by King David. At 17 years old, he battled Goliath and cut off his head. A mighty giant warrior. At 17 years old. looking for Jace. He's 17. Almost. I don't know. Jace. <laughs> the Bible calls him a man after the father's own heart. He had two keys. Praise and self-talk. Self-prophecy. Golly. Feeling the Lord all over that. How about you, Hope? <laughs> Praise corrects our focus. Praise is not a thought or a worry. It's an acknowledgement of God's goodness. Sometimes I praise him for who he is or what he's done. We just praise you, Lord. I praise you right now, Lord. 
I just thank you for resting in this house, Lord. I thank you for opening up our minds and our ears to hear and receive this word that you have for us as a body. Father, I believe and embrace your covenant in Genesis 8, that a harvest follows every good seed that I've planted. Father, I praise you for Exodus 14, where your promise is to fight for me, and you fight for my family, and you fight for our church family. We praise you, Lord. We exalt you. You are worthy to be praised. We love you, Lord. We thank you. We want to stay conscious of his word in his Bible. You know, the word, the living word. And proclaim those truths over our life. Father, I thank you. You're so good. You're just so good, God. Thank you for making such an amazing way for us to just live and abide and have life with you. I thank you that all things work together for the good of those who believe and are called according to your purpose, which that's us. So in Romans 10, verse 17, does anybody know that? It's a pretty common verse. Yep. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is confidence in God which therefore equals Godfidence. I am, I can, and I will do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Faith is trust. Yes. When I say the right things, faith comes. This wisdom key can transform your entire life. We must master talking to ourselves because no one else knows what to say to you. Only you. No one else knows. Only you can do this. This is authority that he's placed upon you to prophesy into your own life each and every morning when you wake up. You want to see radical change? This will do it. I've been putting it into practice and sometimes I forget and I notice when I forget. People don't know what to say to you. They don't know how to unlock your joy. No one knows what you need to hear. (laughs) David was hiding in the trees when he heard his 400 men talking about his mistakes. And they were mad at David and they were talking about killing him. And he's sitting there listening to him. And the Bible says that David started talking to himself in Psalms 57. He began to proclaim the word of the Lord over himself. When we say the right things, the right things happen. The power of life and death is in your tongue. When you say the right things, the right things happen. He's given us this authority. And what I really want to do is challenge each and every one of you this week to put this into practice. If you have to set an alarm on your phone to remind you every morning, do it. 
if you have to, I don't know what it is that makes you remember, but whatever it is that makes you remember, when you wake up in the morning, get alone with the Lord and prophesy how you want to see your day. So last night, the Lord woke me up at 1.30 in the morning, and he told me everything you're talking about. <laughs> it's, it's just amazing the love and the glory of God that he's even willing to talk to me. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing. He said that there are, there is someone in this room, and every morning you wake up and you look at your mistakes, and you recount your mistakes, and he says, you are a new creation. You are to put off the old and put on the new. So quit thinking of the past and move forward in your love for him and your trust, your trust in him that he's going to accomplish things that you don't even know he's going to accomplish. He's just there for you. He also said that when you get around your family and you get around your friends and you're in holidays and they start speaking lies about who you are and lies about who your family is, your marriage. They're planning lies in your life. Do not accept those lies. You don't have to lash out in anger, but you may want to correct them and say, that was then and this is now. And I have moved on from what you have seen in my past and I'm not the same person. Don't live in that. He says, do not live in that. So he's saying, every, he's talking about getting in the morning and looking in the mirror. Look in the mirror. Yeah. Tell yourself who you are in Christ. Yeah. Can I share? Yeah, it was just, sure. You want to pass that back to him? Yeah, it's really good. That's really good what you're saying. Years ago, my daughter was 10 years old. She's now 40. And, uh, my family was brought up in, in this. And, uh, but there comes a time of accountability when that child needs to act on faith that she's seeing in her family and, and begin to grow in her faith. Well, she had this growth as a fungus that was on her face. And, you know, we, we, did the, the natural thing, you know, go to the store, go to the pharmacy, you know, get the stuff put on it, you know. And, uh, but it, she was a pretty, pretty girl, and she was very conscientious, and it was on her face, you know, 10 years old. And so said, Wendy, I said, finally, I said, you know, when it's time, you know, you need to, to act on this. You need to act your faith. I said, I can't be around you every day, you know, praying for you. So I said, every time you see yourself in that mirror, every time you look at that thing and it's speaking to you, it's speaking to you, oh, look at me, look at me, you know, I'm, I'm tearing up your face, you're ugly, la, 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 you know, how it goes. Romans, uh, or first, is it 1 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5? But the weapons of warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And the next verse says how to do it. Casting down imaginations of every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ Jesus. Yep. So I told her, I said, Wendy, every time you see yourself in the face and that thing begins to speak to you, 
you speak back. Yeah. You cast that down. You tell, you speak the word. The word says that by his stripes you were healed. That's, a, that's going back to the past. Isaiah prophesied going forward. He said by his stripes you are healed. He was looking at the cross from behind. Yeah. So I said, you know, just it don't take but one word of God to blow the devil away when it's spoken in truth and from the heart. By golly, she got a hold of that. And you know, within about two weeks, and we'd struggled with that. You know, we'd, we, we'd struggled with that for several months. And within two weeks, she began to do that. Because she was always in front of the mirror, you know. And she, she did that. And you know, about two weeks after she began to do that, that was, the, that was the, the, the stepping stone to her faith. Never been the same again. And so I, I, I just can't say it enough. You know, a man speaking truth up here. Praise God. Faith comes when we say something God would say about you. So in the, when you begin to proclaim, you gain. So as you proclaim things over yourself this week, if you find it hard to, to find words to speak, then go back to praising and just begin to praise him for his goodness and for who he is. And then those words will come because I am more than a conqueror. He's, he's my strong tower. I'm full of unspeakable joy. I have an abundant life because Christ is in me and I am in him. He is my joy. He is my strength, my strong tower. He's with me through everything and every moment. He's excited about me and he's so excited that we sit here and we realize that he is in every moment with us because then we're doing life with him. Alongside him, we're submitted to each other, alongside each other, doing life together as one, entwined with light. I just feel this, like this butt in the room, like but Oh, am I stilling? Sorry. Can I go or no? No, go for it. I feel this. You can feel it. But you don't know what it's like. Mm -hmm. But you don't know that I've prayed and he hasn't answered. Or, but you don't know what it's like at my workplace. Or you don't know. Um, you don't know. And we... We're, it's really important that we don't fake it till we make it around here. We're not a fake it till we make it community. If... If life is hard, say it. Life is hard. But we're not, we're not driven by our emotions, right? Like, we have emotions. Jesus had emotions. But what you're saying is we're not driven by our emotions. So our butt has to bow down to the name of Jesus. That's right. Come on. If this is a struggle for your mind right now, everybody close your eyes. Let's all close our eyes together. Hmm. Father, I thank you that you've made us a new creation. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. I thank you that you are in the midst of the struggle with us, no matter what it might be. You're there 
right there with us. So I thank you that we become more conscious, thought conscious of your thoughts. I thank you that there's a mind renewal taking place right now, a mind restoring, uh, a reconciliation taking place back to the original intent that you had for our minds. That we know that we know that we know who we are in you and who you are in us. I thank you that we are free from the lies of the enemy. We're free from the D words that we discussed. If you, in this moment, if you feel like you need prayer, come up here to the front. Tiff and I are going to pray for you. Mm-hmm.